The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Babakama has been generously sponsored in our Dafyumi program by our good friend and patron and charter member of our Dafyumi class, Siyahu Ashar HaKohen and his dear wife, Rina, that Dazat Hashem, they will have continued Hatzlacha, Harvacha, Bechol, Maaseh, Yedehem, Biriut, Health, Happiness, Prosperity, and much Nachat from their children. May they enjoy many years of Shalom, Bayit, uh, Tranquility, and Peace of Mind. Amen, Amen. Amen. Amar ben Azai, ben Azai taught, Shalosh Shavuot Hen. There are three types of Shavuot. Actually, we're referring to now a type of Shavuot called Shavuot Ha'edut, which means if a person knows testimony for somebody, for his friend, he must testify in order to help him get his money. And if a person lies and says, No, I don't know testimony, and he really does, so then he's obligated to bring a korban hatat. For example, he swears, I don't know testimony, I don't know, I didn't see anything, I don't know anything. And then he admits that he really does. So the Torah says, he has to bring a korban hatat, that's called shivu'at ha'idut. So the Gemara explains in the name of Ben Hazai that there are three scenarios that that could happen. Scenario number one, hekir ba velo b'motzah. Let's talk about a case of an avedah. Uh, lost an object, and this guy, the witness, knew, he saw information, but he didn't testify, and he saw he didn't know anything. What did he see? Hekir ba velo which means, he knew that, he, he recognized the lost object, that it belonged to somebody, for example, it belonged to the Uven, but he doesn't recognize, or he doesn't know the one that actually found it. So he knew that. He should have came to Betin and testified. Yes, well, I saw the lost object, you know, it was on such and such a place, but I don't know exactly the guy. But that information would have been very helpful for the person that lost the object to locate and make an investigation in the area to know exactly to try to find his object. But if he, if he knew that information and didn't bring it to Betin, so then he is Hayab. Or Bimotzah Velobah. Or he knew the guy that um, he found the guy that found the behemah, but he didn't know that the behemah or the animal that was lost, let's say, we're talking about an animal, let's say, belonged to the uven. So in the second case, he knows the the, the, the fellow, and he knows that the, the the guy found that animal. He just doesn't know that that animal actually belongs. So it would have been helpful if he would have gave that testimony because at least they could have went to make a new could have went to this guy now and investigated him. So that was you found an animal. 
Maybe it's mine. So if he holds back that information, and he swears that he doesn't know anything, and he knew that information, so then also he's Hayab Hattat. Last but not least, Lo Ba'a, Third case, which the Gemara is going to question right away, is he doesn't know the animal belongs to the Uven, and he doesn't know the guy who found it. He really basically has no, he doesn't know any information. So he swears, but he doesn't know anything. So the Gemara says, Lo Bava, Lo If he doesn't know any information, if he doesn't know that the animal belongs to the Uven, and he doesn't know the guy who found it, so he's swearing correctly. He has no information. That's not a, that's not a problem. He wants to know. Third case, change it to a more obvious case where it's He knows who the animal belongs to. He knows that this animal belongs to the woman. And he knows the guy that found it. So he knows perfect information. If he would have gave this information in Betin, they would have been able to locate the lost object for the Uvin. He didn't come forward. On the contrary, he swore that he doesn't know the, he doesn't know anything. So the Deen is, he, that's called the Shavuat, Ha'idut. He has to be in Qurban Qattat. Comes the Gemara and asks, What was the purpose for Ben Azai to come and teach me these uh, situations. What was what was the halakha that comes out of it? Was he coming to teach me a chiyuv or was he coming to teach me a ptur? So Rab Amar Rabbi Khalina said the name of Rabbi Khalina Liftor that he's coming to teach me over here that in these cases over here the witness actually is patur from Korban Shivuat Aidut. Ushwel Amar Lechiyuv Shmuel says, no, indeed he's Hayab. So actually we have a mahluket, what he was coming to teach me, Ben Azai. Is he coming to tell me that these are cases of Hayyuv Korban, or these are cases of Ptur Korban? <coughs> what is it based on? It's based on a mahluket Tana'im. The Tanya, we have a brighter. Hamashbiya Ed Echad. If a person, let's say, uh, wants one witness to come and testify that uh, this guy owes me money. And the aide comes along and says, well, I don't know. He swore, I, I, I don't know anything about him owing you money. And then he was more there. He said, oh, you know what, I, I, you're right. I, I know that he owes you money. So the deen is patur. According to one rabbi, this guy that swore falsely, one witness he is, he's patur from Qurban Shavuat Ta'idut. Why? Because anyway, He's only one witness. So his testimony would really not make a difference anyway to Mechayev Mamon. Because you need two witnesses. So therefore, the only time you may bring a Qurban on Shivuata Aidut is if it's a type of testimony that's have two witnesses that would actually do something. But one witness can't do anything. So therefore, even if he would have came and testified, yeah, and Shimon owes Reuven money. So what? You're only one witness. So therefore, in that case, Patur from Shivuata Aidut. Rabbi Al-Azhar, Rabbi Shimon, Mechayev. Rabbi Al-Azhar, Rabbi Shimon says, no, he's indeed Hayaf. And what's the, what's the logic over here? So the Gemara explains. What is the Mahlouk over here? Mor sabar davar gorem ne mamon ke mamon dame. Mor sabar lav ke mamon dame. The Mahlouk is as follows. In this case over here, where one witness knows 
that Shimon owes Reuven money. And uh, Reuven comes and says, please, come testify for me. And he doesn't. So, and then he, and he swears, I don't know any testimony. Then he says, well, I do. So one rabbi says, patur from a korban, because anyway, it's only one witness. Now, the most that one witness would be able to do is by coming to court, he cannot take money out of Shimon. It's only one witness. But he forces Shimon to make a shivua. One witness forces Shimon now to say, I swear I don't owe money. Now, it's possible that Shimon doesn't want to make a swear. So it's possible that in this case, when one witness would have come and testified, that Shimon wouldn't have wanted to swear, 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 and then he would have to pay. So therefore, even though it's not directly going to bring to Mamun, but indirectly by one witness testifying, it can lead to Mamun. It can lead to a monetary case. So that's the machloket over here. It's not directly, but it's indirectly can lead to money. So the one rabbi says, Well, the other rabbi comes along and says, No, since it can lead to mamon, in the case where if the guy would have came and testified, even though he's only one witness, but he could come along and testify that Shimon owes the money, Shimon now would be forced to make a swear. He wouldn't swear, maybe. Therefore, he, he could cause money. Similarly, in this case over here, when the witness comes along and says, well, I didn't know anything about your lost object, and he really knew information. He knew uh, where it was, uh, but he didn't know the guy, or he knows the guy that uh, found an object, but it doesn't necessarily that that's, that's, the, that, that's, uh, that's the guy's animal, or he knows that's the guy's animal, and he knows that that's the guy that, that, that found it. In all these cases over here, uh, he knew, test- he, knew, he knew testimony. So one rabbi says, if he knew testimony, he swore that he didn't, indeed he's going to be hayaf, because this is a good case of gorim the mamon. It, 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 it's a case that can lead to monetary. How, how can it lead? Uh, why isn't it direct? He, he, he knows all the information, let's say, in that case. So the chawra, it's, 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 it's an easy case. No, because it's not for sure that it's going to lead to money, because the guy that found it, can come along and say, well, I was anus, I lost it, uh, I don't know what happened to it. Something happened to the animal. And therefore, it's never going to lead to money. So it's not guaranteed going to, 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 to lead to money. So therefore, uh, we look at the, the she, that's the way that she says, look at that she, that she says, um, Miu mamon mamash. I'm reading a parenthesis in, in, in Ashi. Miu mamon mamash lo mafsido. It's not considered that he's mafsiding mamon by not coming and testifying in the case of the abeda. Deina me ashidule. Ra'inu shematza ploni ze hayayachol oman neensam emeni upoter atzmo meshivua. Right, which means even if in this case over here where he would come and testify about the lost object, uh, the guy could portray himself and say, well, I was honest, I, I lost the object, I, I don't know where it is anymore. And therefore, it's a case of Gorem Le Mamon. And that's the way uh, Rashi explains. Which means, it's Gorem Le Mamon because... Let's analyze it from, from a different standpoint. It's not a direct case of money in the sense, in the first two cases, he doesn't really know the, uh, that the animal belonged to the Uven, or he doesn't even know 
in the second case, who the, uh, who the guy is that found this animal. So therefore, it's not for certain that this, his information is going to lead to Mamun. He's just giving vague information. Yeah, I know uh, that this guy found something. Uh, or I know that that was your animal, but I don't know who the guy is. Uh, so therefore, he's giving information that's not definitely going to lead to Mamon. So it's a Gorem the Mamon, so that's the Mahloket. On something that's Gorem the Mamon, and you withheld the information, when you said you didn't know, and you made a Shavuah, and even if you would have came, it could not have necessarily led to a uh, 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 Mamon. So therefore, in that case over there, we're going to have a Mahloket, if indeed you made such a Shavuah that you didn't know information, if indeed you're going to be Hayav, or not. And the third case, uh, where actually he knew all the information, he knew who found it, and he knew who the item uh, belonged to, uh, so in that case over there, it's also a Gorem de Mamon, because he says that uh, the guy that found it could have said, oh listen, uh, I was Anus. I, mean, I, I, I don't, uh, I, yeah, it was me and all that, but I don't, I don't have it anymore. Uh, the item got, uh, the item got lost. So therefore, it's not necessarily again going to lead to, uh, to, to Mamon. In any event, that is the Mahloket, what Ben Azai meant. When Ben Azai said that there's three cases of Shivuat Aidut, it's Mahloket if he was saying the Hayyuv, but he was saying Liftor, and it's depending on the Mahloket, on a testimony that's only a Gorem the Mamon, if such a testimony is considered a real testimony, uh, to be Hayab, and therefore, that's the Mahloket, the guy has to be a Korban or not. And it's based on the case of um, the Mahloket amongst uh, Rabbi Ami, Rav Ami, and uh, Shemuel, based on the Mahloket in the Braita. In any event, comes the Gemara and continues, Amar Rav Sheshat, new point, HaKofer Bepekadon. Okay, you guys, guys watching a, an item, and he comes along and says, I don't have it. Well, I gave it to you back. This Kofer Bepekadon. Nasa Alav Gazlan. The moment that he's Kofer, that he denies that he has it, he really does have it. Even if he didn't swear, once he's kofed, he already becomes a gazlan. A very important law. A gazlan is hayav on everything. No matter what happens to the item, he has to return it or its money, even if an honest happened to it. Because now already he's not considered a shomer anymore. Once a shomer has certain responsibilities, whether you're a shomer hanam, whether you're a shomer sakhar, but a gazlan... Kazlan is hayav on all onsin. So therefore, Rav Sheshat's hadush is once a guy comes along and says, um, comes along and says, I don't know, but I don't have this, uh, this item, this pekadon. He's kofeb pekadon. So the deen is immediately, he is hayav now on onsin. Vitana tuna, and our tana, supports this. Because we have a Braita. The Braita says on the Pasuk, That's talking about a person that is, he was a Shomer, 
watching an item for somebody, then he denied it. He comes along and says, no, I gave it back to you. From here we learn that a person uh, has an onish if he's machish. What's the onish? The Torah says, which means once a person is once already you deny you have to return it under all circumstances which is Hayav Anonsin so the Yabara says Azhara Minayim that's the Onish that's the the punishment but where's the warning which is you always need two Pesukim you need a Pesuk to teach me the punishment you need a Pesuk to teach me the warning Tamud Lobar Lo Techa Chashu do not deny do not deny anything so it's a clear love my love and what's the uh, the Onish that we're talking about over here Le'onish mamon. She's the Torah is coming to tell me ve'chichesh There's an onish. What's the onish going to be? Ve'shivet gezera. You have to return under all circumstances. Onish mamon. You have a monetary punishment there. You have to pay back, no matter what happens to it, even without a shivua. Because the pasuk just says ve'chichesh So you see why you have an azhara, you have an onish to teach me the what. Now once a person denies it, he becomes a gazlan. Kibbara says, no, no, you have no raya that when it says Vichy Hajba, that it's talking about where he just denied it. And it's coming to tell me the Onish Shivua, which means maybe it's talking about only because he made a Shivua, and then he's uh, Hayav uh, Onsin. But if he's just Kofed, maybe not. So how do you know just Kifira enough? Makes him a gazlan. Maybe Dafka the Pasuk is talking about we have kifira coupled with a shivua. The fact that Braita Sefa, the second case in the Braita talks about a case where the guy swore, must be the Resha is talking about where he didn't swear. Diktani Sefa says the end of the Braita, Vinish Baal Shekhir. My person, let's say, he denied that he has these, the, the, the Pekadon and he swore falsely. Lamadnu Onish. We learned the Onish that what? That when a person swears falsely, so he has to pay, uh, Keren and Homish, and has to bring Kurban Asham. Azaraminayin, how do we know the warning pasuk for this? The Torah says a person cannot lie. A person does lie in a shivua, so he has to bring all those uh, things, korban, and he has to bring keren and homish. Oh, so from the fact that the Sefa's case is talking about where he swore, must be the Resha is talking about where he didn't swore. Where he didn't swear. And the Torah is telling me Vichihesh. And Vichihesh teaches me what? This is going to be Hayav as a Gazlan immediately. Amre, no, Idi Vidi, the Ishteba. I can tell you both the Resha and both the Sefa are talking about where the Shomer made a Shivua. And only when you made a Shivua, that's when you're going to be Hayav and Onsi. Which means, in the Sefa, it's talking about where he swore, and what? He swore, I don't have this item, and then he was modeh. Uh, the deen is, when you're modeh, then you have to bring Korban Asham, and you have to have Keren V'chomesh. Kan, and the Rishat, it's talking about where he swore, but then after he swore, Witnesses showed up and said, What do you mean you have the item? So he was Atu Edim Beonsim. So therefore when witnesses come along, so therefore with his kifira plus again he swore. Now witnesses came along and 
said no, he does have it. So therefore, that's when he becomes a gazlan. And if it's hayab beonsin, oduye ode. But if he's modeh himself, hayab bekerim vehomesh veasham. She's both cases are talking about he swore he doesn't have the item. But again, in the Rishas, talking about witnesses came. Oh, in the case where witnesses came, come, so then the deen is, he, he becomes, he has a deen of a gazlan, he's hayab be'onsil at that point. The Seva's talking about he swore he doesn't have it, and then he himself admitted. Oh, the Torah says when he himself admits, then he has to be kidding, the homish, the asham. So you have no ra'ayah from the blaita for Rav Sheshat. Because again, the brightest cases are talking about Dafka b'Shivu'ah. One case is talking about Shivu'ah v'Harkach Ba'u'adim. And one case is talking about Shivu'ah v'Harkach Hoda'ah. So comes the Gemara as a question on Rav Sheshat. Mativ Rami Bar Rabbi Bar brings a question from a Mishnah. We're talking about people that let's say are suspected uh, that they, they lie and that the, they're suspected uh, that they're going to make a shivuat shikir. Because normally a guy says, uh, the Toveyat uh, tells his friend, uh, make a shivuat that you don't owe me the money. But there's certain people that he doesn't trust. Normally the person that uh, is getting the claim, he has to make the, uh, uh, the shivuat, the nitva, he has to make a shivuat, I don't owe you the money. And once he makes the shivuah, he's off the hook. But certain times, the toveya, the guy that has the claim, he doesn't trust the guy to make a shivuah. So it says, v'shikinigdo hashud ala shivuah ketzad. What are certain cases that the nitba, the guy that's being claimed, is considered hashud ala shivuah? And that case over there, when the nitba is uh, hashud, then the toveya makes the shivuah. Then he swears, I swear, I you owe me the money, and he gets the money. Normally, the nitba swears, I swear, I don't owe you the money. But sometimes that nitba is hashud on the shivuah. We don't trust him. What's the case is ehad shivuah ta'edut, which means whether this guy once before he swore that he didn't know testimony for for for, for edut, and really he did. So that's considered hashud al shivuah. They had shivuah to pekadon. Or the case is talking about where he was a shomer and he swore that he gave it back, and then he was more that he was really lying. The afilu shivuah shav, which means even if he did stam a shivuah, nothing to do with money, not a monetary case like the first two cases. Stam, he, he's hashud al shivuah that he just made a swear falsely. So in all these cases, the deen is. That instead of the nitba making the shivuah, the toveya makes the shivuah. So the Gemara says, "Ve'imita." And if you're going to tell me that Rav Sheshat is right, that once a person is kofed with pekadon, already becomes a gazlan at that point, bechfirau deifsile, which means already the guy's hashud at the time of the kefira. What do you have to tell me that he's only hashud when he makes a shivuah? If a court of Sheshat he has a din of a gazlan already at the time of the kefira, just when he says. I don't have it. So then already he's hashud at that point. And a gazlan is, 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 is hashud to make a shivuah. Which means the nitba should not be allowed to make a shivuah. Uh, not only in the case where he's hashud on false shivuot, like we gave the three cases. But even if he was kofer on a pikadon, like Rav Sheshat calls him a gazlan at that point. So even at the time of a kefirah, he should be hashud to make a shivuah. And therefore the tovah should make the shivuah instead. Why does the Mishnah only say where the guy actually swore Chaurai should be hashud on a shivuah even if he was just kofir? 
Gemara says, Amre, Achabe my Askin, that case is talking about Dekai Be'agam, where the, he really is a Shomer, and the animal that is being Shomer, let's say, is not buying. It roamed away next to the swamps. In that case over there, if a guy just says, I don't have it, that's not considered really a kifira. What do you mean? He says, I don't have it, but he does have it. No, he's stalling for time. Let me stall time and say, I don't have it until I'm able to go to the swamp and bring it back to him. So therefore, that's not really considered a kifira of gazlanut. Because again, the guy was a shomer, he has the animal, but the animal roamed away. So the guy says, where's my animal? He says, I don't have it. He really has it. He just stalling for time so he can go to the swamp and bring it back to the guy. That's not considered the case of a real kefirah, unless he actually swears falsely. So we have no doubt, yeah, really I can tell you a regular kofir, when it's by him, it's by you. So otherwise, why 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 being confident that you don't have it? Allah must be uh, the Shem says you're a gazlan at that point. Oh, that already be pasul. However, in this case, what we have in the Mishnah, we're talking about where the animal is not by him; it's by the swamp. So if I can interpret the guy's kefira is just really to stall time in order to uh, 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 to get it to bring it back. So therefore, he's not going to be considered pasul only if he actually made a shivua. Teda tamar av idi bar avin hakofer Right, a guy borrowed money, right, and uh, the malveh comes along and says, "Hey, give me my money." He comes along and says, I don't have it. He's kofed. So it says, he's kofed And then witnesses themselves come along and say, what do you mean? You do owe the money. So he was proven wrong. He was kofed. And witnesses came along and uh, 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 showed him wrong that he does owe the money. This guy, you know he's kofed. He's kashir la'idut. He's kosher to testify on monetary cases. Because, again, we can explain, the guy, the reason why he's kofed, because he didn't have the money. So he was a stalling tag. No, I don't know what to you. He was stalling until he actually uh, gets the money. However, if he's kofed with pekadon, so then already he is pasul la'idut. Because, yeah, when it comes to the money, when he borrowed money, money he spent. So the money's not here. So he doesn't have the money to pay back. So therefore he can just go in the interim to buy time until he can uh, get some money to pay back. Picadon he has in front of him. So the, what are you kofed? Oh, so you kofed in Picadon. So therefore the deen is going to be pasud le'idut. So that would be like Rav Sheshat. So therefore Rav Sheshat says, I'm supported. In a Malveh case, the reason why you're not pasul le'edud, because Malveh le'otza'anitna. You spent it. So therefore the guy was kofed, I don't have it. You could say he's stalling for time. Mashi'enke by Pekadon, where it's by him. Once you're kofed, you're pasul le'edud, because at that point you are indeed a gazla. So, and that's the hiluk of Rav Sheshat. And therefore Rav Sheshat is supported. That what? That when a person is kofed in a pikadon, even if he did not make a shivuah, immediately at that, at that point he has a deen of a gazlan. Ha'amar ilfa. What do you mean? Ilfa taught shivuah kona. Which means it's the shivuah 
when a person swears, I don't have the item, then he's kone the pekadon to be chayav on onsin. Shavu'ah hu de kanya. Aval kefirah lo kanya. Yeah, only a shavu'ah is kone, but not kefirah alone. Question on Rav Sheshat. Hachinameh, I'll explain to you again. Tekayma be'agam. That which Ilfa was saying again is to not where the animal is in the swamp. So then only when he makes a shivu'ah is he going to be considered a gazlan. But a kefirah is not in such a case because we say he's doing it only to stall till he gets to the agam and finds the animal to return it. But indeed, if the animal was in his possession and he made a kefirah, in a kanameh, he's a gazlan, on the spot is hayav and onsin. The case of Ilfa is it only shivu'ah where he swore that he doesn't have it. That's only because we're talking about agam. So when it's an agam, if you just kofed, we say, hey, temporarily he's being kofed because he wants to buy time. What does it mean when Ilfa said? Shivu'az kona, that a person swears that he doesn't have the pikadon. At that point, he becomes a gazanis kona. Kederavuna, it's following Ravuna. Damaravuna, marav, maneli biyadecha. A guy comes along and says, Give me my money. Dada omer, endecha biyadi. And another guy comes along and says, I don't have anything. Finish ba. And he swears. Bahagrek ba, where Edim and the witnesses come along and show him that he indeed has it. Patur. Oh, indeed, he's going to be patur from pain. Betin cannot take the money out of Shneemar, Velakar Behalav, Velo Yishalem, which means the owner takes a Shivuah, which means that's what he can take. The owner who's claiming that he owes his old money or his old Picadon, he takes a Shivuah, meaning he forces the guy to make a Shivuah. Once the owners received the shivua, meaning the nitba, or the shomer, made a shivua, shuv en mishalem mamon. Again, velakar be'alav. The guy that's claiming takes, takes what takes a shivua. He forces the guy to make a shivua. He swore, lo yishalem. Therefore, he does not have to pay mamon. Even if witnesses come along after, so what do you mean you owe the money? Doesn't matter. Once the guy swears he doesn't owe it, he doesn't have it. Even if witnesses come along and say he does have it. Doesn't matter. Which means once they swear, Bet Din cannot force the money out. Even if witnesses come along and claim that he does have it. Oh, so that's what Ilfa meant. When Ilfa said Shivua Kone or Shivua Kona, he meant to say that when a person uh, is claimed money and he swears, so that already he's gone even if witnesses are going to show up again he is gone the item meaning he does not have to return Betty cannot take the item away from him but Ilfa will be more there that person is confirmed with Pekadon without a Shavuah so he's a Gazlan at that point if witnesses Come along. So therefore, there's two cases. Once a person makes a shivwa, I don't own it, I don't have it, I gave it to you back, he swore. Even if witnesses come along and says, finish, this guy swore, he's off the hook according to the Torah. Listen, he swore to you. I don't care if witnesses come along. He, lo Yishalem, he does not have to pay. Ilfa will agree by Tanaf Sheshat, and if the guy was just kofir the pikadun, I don't have it. And then witnesses show up, Okay, he wasn't willing to swear, he just was kofir, I don't have it. Then indeed, he becomes a gazlan at that point, 
אני חייב און און סין. גופה אמר אבונה אמר אב. Now we go back to the subject that Avuna said in the name of Rav. Kai says, Mane di biyadecha. We just said this case. Hey, you owe me money. The Allah omer, Endecha biyadi klum. I have nothing. Venishbar, he swore, Ubao edim, and the witnesses showed up. He said, what do you mean you don't have anything? You have it. Patur. So he said, in that case over there, the guy that swore is Patur from Kai. Beti cannot take the money out of him. Shnei emar. The guy that has the claim takes, what does he take? He takes a shivwa, meaning he forces a shivwa. And that's it. Shuv en mishalmim mamon. Amarava rava says, Mr. Bram miltadirav bimilveh. Makes sense to explain the Rav's deen in talking about where the claim is a monetary claim. You owe me money. nitna. Which means all the guy owes is money. The money he spent already. He doesn't have the money, he spent it. When you get a loan, the purpose of the loan is to spend it. So all the discussion over here is, is a hov, which means uh, an obligation. And that's what the Torah comes along and says that once he makes a shivua, lo yishanim. Then he doesn't have to pay. He swipes, why I don't owe it to you. Avat pikadon, but if that's say the shomer, has a pikadon, he has a pikadon, has a, has, a, has a collateral, something he's watching for somebody. That item, no matter where it is, it always stands in the possession of the original owner. And therefore, if he swears I don't have it, doesn't matter. Once witnesses come along and say, no, he does have it. So in that case over there, he is indeed going to have to pay it back. He's going to have to compensate. Which means, lo yishalem, I'll say, is not going on objects. Lo yishalem is going on only monetary. Which means, lo yishalem sounds like a monetary item. You spent the item, you don't have to pay, you don't have to compensate. If the item is there, it's a pikadon, that's something that's supposed to be there, and witnesses come along and say you still have it, so then already, he has to indeed make good. So that's the hiluk that Rava wanted to say. However, the ha'iluhim, uh, Rava said, it's, it sounds like we can make this hiluk, but the ha'iluhim, I swear, Amarab afilu b'pikadon. Even if in the case of a pikadon, the hi ketiv kera, the pikadon ketiv. This pasuka v'lakar be'alav v'lo yishem is talking a pikadon as well. And therefore, even a pikadon, a guy was a shomer, and he comes along and says, I gave it here back, I swear I gave it here back. And then witnesses come along and say, no you didn't, doesn't matter. Once the guy swore, he does not even have to pay back even the pikadon, not only milveh. Yativ rav nachman v'ka'amah le'ashmarta. Abdurrahman was sitting and he said over this deen of Rav that once already the Nitba, the guy that's getting claimed makes a shivwa, finished. Even if witnesses show up, you don't take the money out from him. So they asked the question to Abdurrahman from a Mishnah. Guy comes along and says, Hey, where's the Pikadon I gave you? Amalo Abad. He comes along and says, Well, it got lost. Ani. Oh yeah. Swear. I am making you swear that it got lost. And the guy said, Yes, Amen, I swear. Oh. 
And then witnesses come along and show that he actually aided himself. He actually took it himself. So it says, So in this case, he has to pay Kirin. Well, he doesn't have to pay Kirin for homage, because only in the case where the guy admits on himself. Admits. This case didn't admit. The witnesses came along, so he has to pay Kirin. But again, after he lied, and that I don't have it. Uh, got lost, and he, then he was more there. Then But what do you see? We have a question over here that from the first case of this Mishnah, you see that what that even if the guy swore I don't have it, got lost, and then witnesses come along, you see he's still chayav to compensate. That's a question against Rav. No question on that. What are we talking about? Oh, which means this case over here in the Mishnah that we just quoted is talking about where it really wasn't a Shivuah. He swore outside of Betin. And therefore, that which Rav said. That once you swear, you don't have to pay anybody when the witnesses come. That's the way where you dafka swear a legitimate swear in a betin. But a shivu'ah that you swear outside a betin, it's not so strong in order to be mafkiyah mamon. And therefore in the case of the Mishnah that we just quoted, the shivu'ah was really done outside a betin. That's why when the witnesses come, he has to pay. If that's the way you're learning the case where it's outside of betin, Emma Sefa, bring you a question from the Sefa. A guy comes along and says, Hechan Pikduni, hey, where's my Pikadun Amadlo? Nignav. He comes along and says, listen, it got stolen. Therefore, he's trying to protect himself. Mashbiachani, swear. The Amad Amen, and the guy says, yes, I swear. Ha'edim, ve'edim, me'edim, otoshu genavo. Oh, then what happens? Let the witnesses come along and prove that he himself stole it. So then the deen is that he has to pay kefil. Which means the law is that when a person is when a shomer comes along and says it got stolen from him and he himself was the ganav and he swore, so then he has to pay kefil. He has to pay double. But if he himself was more after he was ganav, he claimed that it was stolen, and then he himself said, yeah, it was me, I stole it myself. Oh, so then he has to pay Kerem Vehomesh and Hashem, because it's his case of Nishba, and then he was uh, If you're going to learn that this case, like you just wanted to tell me, is outside of Betin, Mi Ika Kefil, there's no kefil outside of betin, which means the only time that a shomer has to pay kefil when he's toen ta'anat ganav is dafka we made the shivua in betin. So therefore, Rav Nachman, you can't learn this mishnah that it's outside of betin. It doesn't make sense. Amaleh yeah, If you want, Rav Nachman says, I could tell you, Resha holds the betin, that the Resha I was talking about it was in Bedi, outside of betin. That's why he has to pay. And the, the, the Sefa is talking about Bebedin. That's why it's careful. Which means I have no problem. I can make a haluk between the Resha and the Sefa. One's talking about holds the betin, one's talking about in betin. I'm not going to answer a, a dohak. And I'll tell you, The Resha and the Sefa is talking about betin. Vela kasha. 
And there's no question. Kan bekafatz. Kan kafatz. Which means in the first case in the Mishnah, the Tovei, the guy that had the claim, comes along and says, Swear to me. Which means it's in uh, Bedin, both cases. But it's not that the Nitba on his own said, I swear. The Tovei came along and says, Swear to me. Before Bedin even was Mechayev the Shivwa, he came along and screamed, Swear to me. Oh, so in that case over there, where he caused them to, to swear, so then already, that's not such a, a strong Shivwa. Therefore, he has to he has to pay. He has to pay if, 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 even if witnesses came along after the shivuah. Can, however, in the case of uh, Rav, b'shelo kafatz. That's talking about where the actual betin made him make a shivuah. Oh, what actually betin makes you make a shivuah? That's a strong shivuah, and therefore you do not have to pay even if witnesses come. So it comes out according to Rav. It's basically two two uh, things that you need to be patur. Number one, it needs to be in betin, and number two, it has to be that betin made him make the shivua. But if it was outside of betin or inside of betin, and the toveya jumped the gun and said, "Swear to me," so in these cases over here, indeed, if witnesses come along after the shivua, he will have to pay. When does a shivua poter him even after redeem according to Rav? When it was done in Bedin, and the Bedin actually mechayev the shivua, such a shivua is considered a strong shivua that if he made it, he says, I don't have it. Even if witnesses come along after, he does not have to pay. That is the deen of the of Rav. Amar le Rami bar Nachman. So Rami bar tells of Nachman. Mechdi. Is listen, you don't hold of Rav anyway, which means you hold that what? Can they knew that Avnachman held against Rav from somewhere else? That you hold that once a guy makes a shivua that I don't owe it, and then witnesses come along, you hold that he has to pay. So you don't even agree with Rav's deen. So therefore, So what are you putting yourself out on the line to explain Rav's statements over here, to answer all the kushot and outside of betin and all this business? You don't even hold like him. So what are you? What are you going on a limb to explain Rav? So I'm just explaining Rav. This is the way Rav would have interpreted the Mishnah. You know, I don't agree with him, but I'm explaining this. This is the way he could have answered the Mishnayot. The Gemara says, Rav Nachman, how could you even argue on Rav? Doesn't Rav have a pasuk? Didn't we quote above that says, that once the owner takes a shivua, meaning the nitva, the guy that has the claim against him makes a shivua, I don't have it, that's it, lo yishalem. Rav Nachman, what do you do with this pasuk? He says, no. Kera lechol nishba'im shebatorah, nishba'im velo mishalmin hudeata. Which means, this is coming to teach me something else, this Pasuk. That this is teaching me that who makes the Shavu'a? The guy that owes the money. Again, 
you swear and you don't pay. Which means it's not that you swear and get paid. It's the guy that's asking, the guy that has to pay, he swears and he doesn't pay. So I don't learn this pasuk over here like Rav learns it. I learn this pasuk teach me a regular fundamental deen in the deen of Shavuah. That what, who makes a Shavuah in Bet Din? The guy that you're claiming owes the money. He's the one that swears, I swear I don't own it. And not the reverse. Not I swear that I am owed. And therefore, that's what I learned from this Pasuk. Not like Rav. Rav learned from this Pasuk. No, once already he swears, lo yishanim. You don't have to pay anymore. Even if I deem, come. I know, I don't know. He said, the one that swears, swears, and then he doesn't have to pay. Which means, it's the one that's being claimed that makes the Shavuah. Comes the Gemara and continues to ask questions against Rav. Mativ Rav Alav. Let's say the Toveya comes along, is Shomer Pekadon. He says, You owe me money, you owe me my Pekadon. And they forced him to swear. Hamisha Paramin. And the guy swore five separate times. I don't know it. I swear I don't have it. Ben Bifne Beddin. Ben Shelo Bifne Beddin. The Khafar Alav. And each time he said, I don't have it. And he swore five times. Hayab Alkol Ahat Vahat. He's Hayab to bring five Kurban Ashams. He is indeed Hayab on, again, Kedin and Chomesh for each time. Uh, and uh, to bring five Kurban Ashams. Tamar Bishamon. Bishamon explained. Mataam. What's the logic of it? Why is indeed Hayab on every Shavuah? Once he makes the first shivuah, he's patur. Finished. But you, and once you're patur, so therefore the other shivuah means nothing. The only time you, you, you hayav on a shivuah is if you're making a shivuah on mamon. Once already you swore the first time, finished. You, you have no claims against me anymore. Not in this betin and not another betin. Which means the Chaurah, the only time that you say that a person is Hayav on the Shavuah, and uh, if he's Kofir on the Mamun, he says, I don't owe you the money, is talking about in the case that if he doesn't swear, then he's going to have to pay. But in this case, once he swears the first time, he's off the hook. So therefore, why, do you have to, why does he Hayav on the Shavuah? Once he swears, I don't own it, he doesn't own it anymore. So, 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 so it's finished. So what's, what's, what's the question? Does the second shivuot? Only when I make a shivuot, uh, where if I didn't make the shivuot, would I would, I would have had to pay. But once I make the first shivuot, I don't have to pay anymore. So the Gemara says, the Mishnah explains, yeah, because each time he could have been modeh, which means he could have made a shivuot, then he could have said, uh, I owe it, and if it would be hayav. So therefore, since if he would have been modeh in front of the betim, betim would have taken out the money, so therefore he still has the chayyuv mamon. Therefore, each shivah is considered a new kifirah on the mamon, and therefore he's going to be chayyav five times. So what do you see over here? 
that even after a person swears, if the Nidba swears, it's possible that still he's going to have the money. And we don't say that what? konelo. We don't say that once already he made a Shivwa, he's konelo. And over here, kafatz lo matzit amat. You can't say it's talking about a case over here where he didn't make the shivua for betting that the tovaya forced him to make the shivua. because it's clearly says that the betting made him make the shivua. Chutz the betting lo matzit amat. And you can't tell me the case talking about outside of betting because the bright Mishnah says bebedi befne betting ketani. So therefore, all your answers you can't answer in this case over here because it says ben befne betting ben shelo befne betting. So we know we're from the betting. And betting made him make the shivua. So therefore, once the guy makes the shivua. You see over here that what the shivwa is not kone. It's not over because you still see what if he makes another shivwa, he's going to be hayav again. He's making another shivwa, he's going to be hayav again. So it's different. It's against Rav. Rav's deen was once you make a shivwa, finish. You don't have to pay. But you see, not like that. Who motivla? Who mefarekla? So Yehuda says that Rav Menuna that asked the question, he answers. Let's tadim ketani. Oh, you could learn this statement over here, that's Tadim. When it said, Ben Bifne Bedin, and Ben Shilob Bifne Bedin, you learn the case like this. That's one case. That's why he has to pay. Because it's really not a Shivua. And Bebetin is Kafatz. And the case of Betin, I can say, is talking about when the, it was in Betin, but the Toveya was Kofetz and made the guy make a Shivwa. And therefore, it doesn't have the two ingredients. The first case is Shalom Bifne Betin. And the case of Betin is talking about where it's Kafatz. So if I can split the case up, and therefore, according to that, that's why you tell me he has to pay in this case over here. Because again, it's not a real Shivwa. But if indeed it was a Shivwa in Betin, by the Betin, then in Khanami, once he makes a Shivwa, he will indeed be Patur. So therefore, according to Rav Menunah, according to what he understands Rav, it's mashma that once the guy makes a shivua, he's off the hook. Now the Gemara is going even a step further. It's mashma that even if he made the shivua, I don't have it. Not only if witnesses came after, but even if he himself was modeh. Even if he himself said, you know what, I was lying. Doesn't matter. Once he made a shivua, Betty cannot take the money out. So comes again what it says. Mativ Rava, Guy is watching an item for somebody. Shumir Hanam. He comes along and says, I'm sorry, but the item got stolen from me. Finished by, and he swore. Vehoda, and then what? That he was more that really he had it. That he himself stole it. Oh, and then witnesses showed up. If before the witnesses showed up, he himself was modeh, he has to pay, he swore, and then he was modeh. But if the witnesses came first, so then already, then he has to pay already, because that's the deen of Tu'ain Ta'anat Kanada, when a person claims that the Adam got stolen, he himself was the thief, uh, so he has to pay, and he himself was not modeh because he was modeh. Then it's modeh biknas. But the witnesses came first. Then he has to pay kefir. for the shivua. Oh, This case over is talking about it was outside of betin. Sorry, 
Kifr Ketani. You cannot learn that this case is talking about outside of Betin or a case of Kavaz. We're talking about a case of Kifr. The Kifr can only be administered in Betin, where the Betin made a make of Shivwa. And what do you see over here? That even if once a person makes a Shivwa, even after he's Modeh, he still has to pay. So if it's a question on Rav, because Rav, it's Mashma, that once you make a Shivwa, I don't own it. Even if he's Modeh in the end, it's Mashma that Rav is learning. That's it. He's Patur. You, you swore already. Once you swore, Lo Yishalem. Even in the case where he's Modeh. So you see a case where he's Modeh, and he has to pay. So we have to learn Rav a little differently. Which means don't go so 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 far uh, to learn like we learned over that once you make a shivwa you're going to be patur uh, 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 in all cases over there. Even in a case where shivwa uh, in all cases. Don't go so far. Once a person is modeh, after he swore, I don't care what. He swore, I don't have it. Then he was modeh, then he was lying. It doesn't matter if he's claiming. Initially he claimed that it got lost. Or he claimed, let's say, that said it got stolen. Rav did not say his deen that he doesn't have to pay. Clearly the Torah says that a person swears falsely and then you're more there. She cannot go against the Pasuk in the Torah. The Befinus Pasuk in the Torah it says, anybody that swears that he doesn't know the money and then he's Modeh, he has to pay Kerem Vahomish. I don't care if he claimed, I swear I don't have it, it got stolen. I swear I don't have it, it got lost. And then he's, uh, then he's found out to be guilty, then he's Modeh, but then he has to pay Kerem Vahomish. Oh, now let's say Shuman Hanam came along and said, he swore. I don't have it, it got stolen. He's trying to like that. And then witnesses showed up. Even in that case, where he swore, I don't have it, it got stolen. And then what? He found that he was the thief himself. Even the Rav is more dead. In that case, you have to, witnesses came along, and you have to pay careful. Why? Because Bifirush, it says in the Torah as well, that why in such a case, that a person, the Shomer, is trying to not ganav, and he swore he has to pay in that case as well. Oh, so what's the case that Rav said Shivua is Koneh? If you tell me at the end of the day that whether witnesses showed up or whether he was Modeh, Rav says that he has to pay. So what did that mean when he said Shivua is Koneh? That once he makes a Shivua, Betty cannot touch him. Ki the case is talking about where the guy was torn ta'anat avad. When a shomer chinam was torn, listen, uh, I don't have the item, the item got lost. And witnesses came along and said, no, you have it. In that case over there, that's when Rav said that uh, that you cannot make the guy pay anymore, which means all the cases that we learned above, we don't have to, there's no questions, in the case of for example, uh, you don't have to say was talking about uh, outside of Beddin and all these uh, cases over here, which means we could say uh, simply that while all the cases were done by the regular Dayanim. 
And the reason why he has to pay uh, uh, five times is because a regular case, when a person makes a shivuah of, 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 uh, uh, and he says the item got stolen or whatever it may be like that, so therefore he has to pay. He has to pay. Rav only said his deen in the case where a guy's toen ta'anat avad. A guy comes along and says the item got lost. So in such a case over there, once he swears that the item got lost, and then witnesses show up, so then already, and he didn't mudeh. He wasn't mudeh. When he showed up, in that case over there, shivua kanta, shivua was koneh. And therefore, again, Rab will be modeh, that any time a person is modeh, after he made a shivua'ah, we don't say kantalo shivua'ah. Ela what? We motzi the mamon from him. And therefore, in the case, like I told you, where he swore five times, that's why he has to pay five times, that's why he has to bring five kurban hashams. Because when you swear, uh, in a case over there, you have to pay, only in a case where he, where he, uh, where he was torn. Ta'anat avad, and he swore on it, then already, and he was not modeh, then already, and witnesses came along after, then already, uh, he does not have to pay. Good. So comes the Gemara and goes one step further, Amar Rav Gamda, Rav Gamda says, Ve'amra l'shmata kameh de Rav and that went, and he said this halacha, this thing that Rava said. That what? That Rav explained, that Rava explained Rav, that when he said Shivu'ah Koneh, that's only talking about in a case where, or actually, the way Rava explained it is that what? That, he did, that Rav did not say his deen in the case where he's modeh. Right? That was. That was uh, Rava. Kol hoda lo shena. That's what we just learned. That once he's modeh, which the guy makes a shivuah, and then he's modeh, Rava came along and said, now once you're modeh, you're Rav never talked about that case over there. Also, Azad Rav Gimna Rava Shvatad Kamed Rav Asheh. So he told the steen of Rava in front of Rav Rav Asheh. Amar le, hashta, umar Rav Menuna talmideh de Rav. Rav Menuna was a student of Rav. And he knew that Rav was saying his deed even in a case where he was That's why he brought a question from a Mishnah that was mashma a question on it. Which means, how could you go against? How could you go against uh, the students of Rav? Which means Rav I mean, Rav was a tamid of Rav, and obviously he understood that Rav said his deen even in a case of. Hoda. That's why he brought a question, and that's why he had to answer the case. But that was outside of betin. It wasn't betin making him make the shivua. And you're not a student, and you're going to come along and say that Rab was talking about not in the case of Hoda. If the student understood him in Hoda, and that's why he brought a contradiction. So who are you to come along and say that? You know, what are you coming along and saying about that? Call the Hoda, Amar. Which means, if Rav Menuna asked a question from a Mishnah, which means, in the case where, let's say, the guy swore um, five times, so he asked a question from that case over there, 
Because he was understanding that Rav holds what? That once you're modeh, you're patur. So therefore, Rav Emunah had a question. I said, why you why, have why, a five thousand? Once you made this first shivua, you're patur. So therefore, you're going to come along and learn Rav differently than his own student? says, no. Rav Emunah Emunah's question against Rav was different. He was saying like this. He amar bishlama. If you tell me that what? That if a person makes a shivwa, he's kofir b'moni, makes a shivwa, and then when witnesses come along after and say he, he, he's hayab, that really Betty will take the money out, I'm to the hachi, mehaybina de korban shivwa batraita. So that's why we'll be mehayev the guy shivwa five times and the korban asham and all that. Because if the deen is that what we're going to be Mutsim Ramon from the guy that made a Shivwa, if witnesses came after, after the Shivwa, he still has a Hayyub Mamon like before. You just need witnesses to come and uh, uh, prove it. So therefore, a Shivwa that comes after a Shivwa, that's a Shivwa of Kefirat Mamon. And therefore, we understand the Mishnah why he's saying that he's Hayyab on each Shivwa of a Shivwa. Why? Because we have Which means that since it's incumbent upon him to be Modeh, so therefore, when he's not modeh, and he's mabshik to be kofir, and he's chosir v'nishba, so therefore it's like he's making a shivwa on a new kifirah. And therefore, he's bihayab. But if you're going to say, ki atu edim patur, that when witnesses come along, after the guy swore, he's going to be patur, like Rav wanted to say, that what shivwa koneh, that what? Rab wants to say, that what? That Betty cannot take the money out even if witnesses show up again. He wasn't asking on the case of Kefira. He was asking like, the case of witnesses showing up. Really, Rabbi Menuna knew the deen of Kefira. That I've never said the deen by Kefira. He only said it by. We, 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 I'm sorry, I can't Hoda. Rab never said the deen by Hoda. In the Khanam, if he was more there, if he made a Shivwa, in the Khanam, he's going to be Hayab. Rab only said his deen that what? That if you make a Shivwa, even if witnesses don't show up, you know, and then witnesses show up, you're going to be Patur. To that, Rab said, then why are you going to be Hayab Shivwa five times? If you want to tell me that when witnesses show up, you're going to be Hayab, so therefore, witnesses show up, so therefore you have to be more and there, you, you should have been more there then, because if we're the you're going to be Hayab. So every time he makes a Shivwa, it's Hayab on a new Mamon. However, but if you're going to tell me, Ki Atu Edim Patur, that when witnesses come along and say, you, you, when witnesses show up after the Shivwa, you're indeed Patur, Mi'ika, Mi'idi, Di'idu, Atesadeu, Mastebe, Patur. You can tell me, if witnesses will show up, you're going to be Patur. Tanan, Niku, Nehaybe, Korban, Shivwa, we're going to make, make the guy, if he makes a Shivwa, he's going to be Hayab, he's Patur already. Because he's Hayab, because you're going to tell me that he could be Hashtamiyah right now he was not Modeh which means basically what the, what the Gebarah is saying is that Hamenunah knew originally that Rav never meant his deen by a case where the guy made a Shivwa and then it was Modeh once the guy makes a Shivwa and he's Modeh of course the Torah comes along and says Vitfada and therefore you have to pay Kirin the Homesh and the, whatever the deen is Rav only said his deen that she was Koneh, only the Gabeh, that if witnesses show up after, uh, witnesses show up after, so then already he does not have to, he does not have to uh, 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 pay. Modeh, which is, he makes a shivwa, and 
the question that he had from the case of the five Shavuot was a different question. Just let's uh, conclude this Gemara that, we, uh, that we're involved in. Basically, we have a statement of Rav. Uh, Rav made a statement and said, when a person makes a Shavuot, uh, and then he is Kofer, uh, uh, he made a Shavuot that he doesn't owe, owe, owe anything, and then he's Modeh. Uh, so, the way, at least, Rabbi Yirmiyah, who was a student of uh, excuse me, the way he understood Rav was to say that even if he's modeh, once he makes a shivu'ah, so then he does not have to pay anymore. Which is once the guy makes a shivu'ah, even if he's modeh in the end, it sounded like that's the way Rav understood Rav to say that he doesn't have to pay because he made a shivu'ah. Uh, to that, Rabbi Murana said, can't be, because he had a question from a Mishnah. Mishnah said, if a person makes a Shavuah five times, he has to pay all five times. And the language of the Ibraita was, because since he could be Modeh in between each one, and if he would be Modeh, he would be Hayav to pay. So even if he was not Modeh, but it's considered like he's Modeh, because he has the potential to be Modeh, therefore he has to pay five times. So you see what? That when you're Modeh, even after a Shavuah, you pay. Oh, so that was the question that Rav asked on himself from Mishnah. So he said, no, that Mishnah is not problematic. When did Rav say that if you're Modeh, that you don't have to pay if you made a Shavuah, when it was done in Betin, and the Betin was of the Shavuah. That's a powerful Shavuah. That makes such a Shavuah, even if he's Modeh after, doesn't matter. He's off the hook, he doesn't have to pay. Oh, that Mishnah, that either was talking Chutz Betin, or in Bedin, but Bedin didn't make the Shavuah, the Toveya, the one that had the claim, said, I, I force you to swear. So such a Shavuah is not so strong, and therefore he has to pay even if he was Modeh subsequently. The Gemara then rejected that, it's an impossible. The Torah says that if a person makes a Shavuah and then is Modeh, Vitvada, you have to pay. Nothing to talk about. You have to pay when you're being Modeh after a Shavuah. You cannot say that just because you made a shivua in Bedin, in front of Bedin and all that, that you're going to be off the hook if you, if you were modeh. So therefore, uh, the Gebarah says, Gebarah has to accept that. So the Gebarah says, uh, Ravah, Ravah's interpretation, and, and give you his words again, Kol Hoda Lo Shena. Once a person is modeh, it doesn't matter what his claim was. Once he makes a shivuah, whether he made a shivuah in Torah Ta'anat Avad, meaning he says, I don't have it anymore. The picadon you gave me was lost. Or he says, the picadon you gave me was stolen. And he swears to that fact. And he makes a hoda'ah, and he admits that he was lying. He has to pay. He has to pay Kenan Vahomish. Uh, or let's say, he was Torah Ta'anat Ganav. He claimed that it was stolen. That we have to pay Kefil. These are all the cases Rab said you have to pay. Also, what, what cases Rab saying when you make a shiva you don't have to pay? That's only in one specific case of Tu'in Ta'anat Avad Vinishba. He claimed, I don't know where your pikadon is, it got uh, lost. And where it is, I'm a Shomer Hanam, I'm off the hook. I swear to that fact. And then what? Velohoda, he did not confess, he did not admit. Witnesses showed up and and contradicted him in that one specific case. Get it clear? Torah, Taranat, Avad, Vehoda, Ubau, Edim. 
That's the one case. So we took Rab's whole deen over there of Torah Tanat Abad, the Hakach Bauer Edin, to one specific case that the Torah doesn't mention. Because all the other cases, whether Yehuda or Bauer Edin, he has to pay. In one case, Torah Tanat Abad, Yehuda or Bauer Edin. Good. That's what Rabbah said. So comes the Gemara and said that uh, Rab Gamda went and told over Rabbah's interpretation uh, to Rabbah so, Rav Gamda went to Rav Asher, but she couldn't accept it. Rav Asher said like this, I understand Rav Aminuna, who was a student of Rava, that knew Rava, and he understood, I'm sorry, I was a student of Rav, and he understood Rav to mean even in the case of Hoda, he's patur. That's why Rav Aminuna asked from the Mishnah against Rav. Because he understood Rav that even in a case where he was Nishba and then he was Modeh, that he's going to be Patur. That's why Rav Menunah, the student of Rav, asked from the Mishnah over there by the guy swearing five times. Because the Mishnah said, you swear five times, you have to pay five times. Because why? Because be each, each time in between, if he would be Modeh, he would have to pay. So you see that Hoda'ah pays. Uh, so therefore, Rav Asher says, I don't understand you, Rav. You are not a student of Rav. And you're learning Rab different than Rav Menunah. The way his language was, Hashta Umar Rav Menunah Kalmideh de Rav. He was a student of Rav. Yada de Amar Rav Hoda. He knew that Rav said it didn't even buy Hoda. The Kamotiv Hoda. He asked a question from the Mishnah. The Atamat Hoda Lo Amar Rav. And you're saying he didn't learn Hoda. Rav agrees that if you were modeh, you don't pay. I'm sorry, if you're modeh, you pay. Uh, you're not better than the student. So to that, the Gebarah says, no, nah, you misunderstood Rabbi Menunah's question. Rabbi Menunah really holds that in the case of Hoda'ah, he has to pay Mishbah, Hoda, even Rabbi Menunah agrees. He was asking on something else that Rabbi said. Rabbi made a statement that says, Mishbah, Ve'achakachbahu Edim, and then Edim came, so you're going to be, Patu uh, doesn't have to pay. Oh, so to that, he came along and said like this, I'm reading from the first line on the Amud Be'ed. If you're going to say that after he makes a swear the first time, that if witnesses would come along now and say that no, he's a Deen Hayab, and you'd say that what? That really the Adim are would be Mehayevim to pay money. So then already it's still viable even if the Shivwa al Yidir Aidim to take out money. I'm too lahi, that's why. Mahaibin and the Kurban Shivwa Batrai, that's why you have to bring a Kurban in for the last Shivwa. And then we cannot protect him. Why? Because since there's still a way he's gonna be Hayab, he still is obligated to be Modeh. Because if witnesses come, he's going to be Hayab. So therefore, each Shavuah is considered a Shavuah and Mamon. Because there's still a Mamon involved. Because if the witnesses come, it'd be Hayab. But if you're going to say, Ki atu edim patur, oh, if you're going to say like Rajdin, that a person makes a Shavuah, and then Edim come along that is Patur, Midi. Is there a thing? The ilu ate sadeum sade be patur. That if witnesses would come, he'd be patur. The anna nikubin a haibek korbana shivuah, who ilvi yachol azuru lodot. Are we going to mandate a shivuah and payment? Because since he has a potential to be modeh, hashtam yalo odeh. Right now he wasn't, uh, wasn't modeh. And therefore the second uh, uh, shivuah that he made is not even on the money. Which means, if he didn't come, like Rab says, there's no money, there's no payment. So therefore the shivuah is potated. So he makes another shivuah. In shivuah, halal shivuah. The two shivuah are not going to be hal. If you hold not like Rav, 
that Edim come, Yahayab. So the each Shavuah that he makes is a viable Shavuah. That's why he has to bring another Korban Hashem. That's why he has to make another payment. Because still he was the still Mamonot involved. Because if Edim would come, he'd be Hayab. So therefore, he has to pay. But according to Rab that said, Bauer, Edim, Yipatur. So finish. Once he makes the first Shavuah, he's off the hook, even if Edim come. So therefore, he's not going to be until he actually is Modeh. Hey, he wasn't modeh. And therefore the second shavuah is nothing. Because uh, no, no, nobody could force him. If witness, even if witnesses come, he's patur. Uh, so they, but that was his question. Which means really, Rav Menunah knew that Rav holds if a guy was modeh in actuality, he is indeed patur. But he was just asking a case where a guy swore five times. Oh, so if you hold that edim that come after your patur like Rav's deen, so therefore, why, why should he be hayah five times for a shivua? Once he makes the first shivua, he is indeed patut, unless he actually is modeh. But until he is modeh, he's not going to be hayah. But if you say that edim come along can make him hayah, so therefore technically there's still a mamon shivua. Therefore, every time he makes a shivua, it's as if uh, we assume that uh, there's still mamon because the edim can be mehayevim. So therefore, that does not make sense. That was the question that he asked on him. And that is the end of the sugya. Uh, so therefore, the Ma'aseh, Rab made his deen, the Ma'aseh really in one case according to Rava, that's the way of understanding it, To'en, Ta'anat, Avad, Ve'aharkach, Ba'u, Edim, and Ve'lo Hoda'a, Ba'u Edim, indeed he's going to be patu. But in any case of Hoda'ah, indeed he's going to be Hayab. And Rabbi Mwana's question was from the Edim uh, uh, situation. That when Rav said Edim, he asked the question from those cases. That's why Rabbi Mwana had to learn those cases like he did. He's talking about where it's outside of uh, uh, Betin, where he made the Shavu'ah, and things like that, where such a Shavu'ah is not so, is not so strong. I'll continue. Amar bar Abba Amar Hanan ta'anat ganav a person has a pikadon. He's watching something. The guy comes along and says, Where's my pikadon? He comes along and says, It got stolen. So he's to'en ta'anat ganav bepikadon. And really, he himself stole it. So Dean is, Witnesses came along and proved that he really actually stole it himself. So then the Dean is, He's like a regular ganav. Just like a regular ganav has to pay kefil. So to'en ta'anat ganav, person claims that the pikadon got stolen, he also has to pay kefil. If let's say the shomer was toveyah, either he slaughtered the animal subsequently, or he sold it. So the din is, mishalim tashlume arba'ah So the din is, he has to pay four or five. How do we know that? that what if he steals something he pays kefil, so too, and, and, and if he would slaughter it or sell it, he pays arba v'hamisha, so too, to enter anad ganav. Since when he claims genevan, he gets caught, he pays kefil, so similarly, we see this kefil, similarly if he would slaughter it or sell it, it would be arba v'hamisha, which means the deed of to enter anad ganav can be learned 
from the regular case of Ganav. Just like regular Ganav pays Kefil and Arbaba Hamisha, so to Turin Tanat Ganav pays Kefil and Arbaba Hamisha. We can learn from Imam Atzinu. So Kibra says, no, it's really not analogous. Ma de Ganav, Sheken Shalem Tashtume Kefil Shalom Bishbu'a. Tu'ain ta'anat gatomar, betu'ain ta'anat ganav, she'ain mishalem tashume kefel, e'la mishbu'a. Kabra says, no, you cannot learn from Imam Atzinu. Why? Because ganav is muhamur. Why? Because ganav pays kefel even without a shivu'a. Which means he doesn't have to make a shivu'a to pay kefel. Once he gets caught that he actually stole, so right away he has to pay kefel. However, when it comes to a shomer, a Shomer only pays kefil when he made a shivua. He has to swear. He has to swear that it got stolen. So therefore, could be only a ganav that's hamur that pays kefil even without a shivua. That's why there's arba b'hamisha. But who said maybe to'en ta'anat ganav that only has kefil with a shivua? Maybe they don't have the din of arba b'hamisha. Therefore, you cannot learn one from the other. They're not analogous. Ganav is Muhammad. Ganav is a filu shalom bishbu'a. So the Gibra says, you're right. Amre, what Rabbi Yohanan meant to say was, Hekeshahi, ve'en neshivim ala hekeshah. Which means it's actually a hekesh. There's two pesukim that are next to each other. And one is talking about a ganav, and one is talking about to'in ta'anat ganav. Once we have two pesukim that are next to each other, talking about different topics, so we connect the topics together, and we make them the same. And therefore, since we have Ganav next to Tu'in Ta'anat Ganav in the Torah, as we'll soon see, so therefore it's called the Hekesh. So therefore we say, just like by Ganav, there's Kefil and Arbaba Hamisha, so to by Tu'in Ta'anat Ganav, there's Kefil and Arbaba Hamisha. And don't tell me that they're not analogous, because the deen is when you learn something from Hekesh in Mishivim. You know, you don't ask questions. Hekesh is... Uh, uh, teaches me that since the Torah juxtaposed them together uh, one next to each other so therefore the deen is they're the same in their laws but Gabra says there is Pesukim in the Torah One Pesuk says It's talking about a case of Im ganav Talking about a person uh, stole something They found the ganav And uh, he was the, 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 the He found the thief So the thief has to pay kefir Im yimatseha ganav That's the regular deen of kefir But the other Pesuk next to it says Im lo ganav If you don't find the ganav now, why, wouldn't, why, why won't you find the ganav? So the Torah says that that's talking about a case of Tu'in Ta'anat Ganav. The reason why he didn't find the Ganav because he's the Ganav himself. Which means the guy is a Shomer. He's watching an item. He comes along and says it got stolen. So he says, If you can't find the Ganav, why can't you find the Ganav? Because the Shomer himself is the Ganav himself. So the witnesses come along and prove that the Shomer was the Ganav. It's not somebody else that got that, that, that stolen. It's the Shomer himself. So that's the deen of Tu'in Ta'anat Ganav. So Im Yimatsea Ganav is Ganav. And in Loyimat Seganab is Torah Tanat Ganab. So if the ones that learn like that, you have Hekesh. See, the Torah juxtaposes Ganab and Torah Tanat Ganab. So therefore, I'll say, just like by Ganab, there's Kefil and Al Baba Hamisha. So to my Torah Tanat Ganab, there's Kefil and Al Baba Hamisha. 
However, according to the Manda Ahmad that says that Yimatsiya Ganav and Lo Yimatsiya, both cases are talking about Tu'in Ta'anat Ganav. They learn both Pesukim are talking about Tu'in Ta'anat Ganav. So if you don't have a Hekesh between Ganav and Tu'in Ta'anat Ganav, Ma'ikalimar, so how are you going to learn the deen of Tu'in Ta'anat Ganav that pays Arba Vachamisha from Ganav? Allah says, Amre, Ganav, Hagganav. The Pasuk comes along and says, Im lo yimaseh, Hagana. Torah's language is, it has an extra he. So therefore, since the Pasuk says, Hagana, extra he, so from that we come and learn that what? They teach me that the Tu'in Tanat Ganab is all the dinim of the Ganab itself. So therefore, either you're learning from a Hekesh, according to the opinion that says, one is talking about Ganab, one is talking about Tu'in Tanat Ganab. Therefore, just like Ganab pays Arba Vahamisha, it's to Tu'in Tanat Ganab, if he slaughters it and sells it. Or to the other opinion that says, no, both Pesukim are talking about Tu'in Tanat Ganab. So how do I know the din of Arba Vahamisha? From the extra He, Ha-Ganab. Etive, Rabbi Hayyabar Abad, Rabbi Yohanan. Oh, so Rabbi Hiyabar Abba asks a question from a Braita against Rabbi Yohanan. Here's the case. Hechan Shuri. God comes along and says, Hey, where's the shore that I gave you to watch? Nignav. He comes along and says, What do you want? It got stolen. That's the case of Tu'en Ta'anat Gana. Majbi Akhani swears, swear that it got stolen. Bahamar Amen. I said, Amen. Yes, I swear. Then all of a sudden, witnesses show up and they say that he actually ate it himself. <coughs> he ate it, which means he ate the shore. He himself was the Ganab. So the deen is, since he was the thief, he has to pay Tashtum Ekefim. So the Gemara says, wait a minute. ברצוןנו,ברצוןנו,ברצוןנו,ברצוןנו,ברצוןנו,ברצוןנו,ברצוןנו,ברצוןנו,ברצוןנו,ברצוןנו,ברצוןנו,ברצוןנו,ברצו
So if he slaughtered it the right way, even though the animal became a terefah, he paid about the havishah. That's what we have to learn. The case is talking about where he didn't, he became a nevedah. I mean, he didn't even slaughter it correctly. Oh, so Gemara says you could have given another answer why you don't pay about the havishah. Veleshani le bimben you could have learned the case is talking about where this animal that the guy was a shomer on and then Mustu'inta not gonna have and then and then ate from it, maybe it didn't need Shahita Ruhu. Why? Because it was a Ben Pikwa. Ben Pikwa is an animal that was found in its mother's womb. You slaughtered the mother. Once you slaughter the mother, so whatever's inside the mother for example, the, the baby animal doesn't need shahita, it's nitar, it becomes mutar with the shahita of the mother. So therefore, maybe learn the case, the reason why you don't pay about the hamisha is because there was no shahita bichlal over here. Because the animal we were talking about was a ben pikwa, it was the animal that was found in the mother's womb after it was slaughtered. Kamaran says, again, because this bright is going to be that says that even a ben pikwa needs shahita. So therefore, that's why you have to say the case was talking about where you actually made it, you didn't live it out. But Ben Pekwa you can't answer, because Ben Pekwa you would actually need a Shekita to eat it. But Shani Leh, you couldn't give another answer. Kegon Sharamad Bedin, which means one, you say the case, the Amru Loh, Seten Loh, Deha Amarava, Seten Loh, Tabak Omakar Patur. My Tama, Kevan, the Pascal Milte, Tabah Omachar, Ave Gazlan, the Gazlan, Lo Meshalem, Arbara Bahamisha, which means you could have answered that the case is talking about that the Shomer, after he was to enter Tanat Ganav, they took him to Bedi before he slaughtered it. And the witnesses testified that what? That the guy was a liar and he himself was the Ganav. And therefore they were posek on him, and they said, Tzitin lo, that what? You got to pay kefir, because you're trying to not get up. And only after that, he went and slaughtered it. The deen is, once there's a psak deen on him, that he has to pay kefir, and then he slaughters it, then already he does not have a deen of a ganav anymore. Since Betin already clearly identifies the guy as the one that stole it, so now, when he's toveyah, when he slaughters it, he has a deen of a gazlan now. Because now, and we have a deen of a gazlan, a gazlan does not pay tashtumah arba mahamisha. Which means, normally when a guy does something in hiding, that's called ganav. But once already the betting uh, uncovers the guy and says, you actually stole, go pay kefir, then you slaughter it. Now you're not a deen of a ganav anymore. Now you have a deen of a gazlan. So therefore you could have answered the cases like that, that he actually slaughtered it after the psak deen that told him, Hayab atan no. So the Bible says. Now, if, if that's only in the case where they told him actually tse tenlo, tse tenlo is where the betin actually was posek, go and pay. However, the brayta continues. Hayab atan no. If betin just came along and didn't give a psaket, they just said. You have to pay the kefil, but then he gave a final psaq, and then he slaughtered it. Hayav. Then he still hayav to pay Arba Bahamisha. Until they actually give a conclusive deen to say, Akati Ganav, who he still has a deen of a Ganav. So therefore, again, why couldn't you answer the case that's talking about we, the reason why you don't have to pay Arba Bahamisha? Because it's talking about where there was already a Psak deen where the Beit deen told him, Tzetenlo. Now already he has a deen of a Gazlan. A Gazlan does not pay Arba Bahamisha. You could have answered that. It's the reason why you don't pay Arba Bahamisha. 
for that matter, Gemara says, you could have answered another answer. Why don't you answer a case without even having to go on to Betin, where the animal was, your partners on this animal over here. Which means, you have a case over here, that two people gave an animal to a Shomer to watch. Actually, reverse. One guy gave his animal to two people to watch. So they were, again, Shutafim in the Shomrim. And they came along, both these guys, and they were To'en, Ta'anat, Ganab. And then one guy slaughtered the animal without telling his friend. Oh, so that's the case of a Shutaf that slaughtered the animal without his, telling his friend. The deen is they don't pay Arba Hamisha. Because the law is that you only pay Arba Hamisha, you don't pay half of Arba Hamisha. Uh, a Shutaf without telling his partner, <coughs> he would have to only pay half of the Arba Hamisha. So therefore you could have given a case that the reason why the Braita says that if they slaughtered it, you only pay kefir, learn the case, talking about a shutaf, which means there were different answers that you could have answered. You didn't, uh, uh, we answered nevela, where you didn't actually slaughter it uh, correctly. You could have gave another answer, you could have gave the answer, which talking about where you slaughtered it, but there was a shutaf, and the deen is that a shutafim do not pay al-baba hamisha. So the Gabara says, Ela hada mitre utlata nakat. You're right, we can say that the Braita, or Rabbi Yohanan, when he answered the Braita, he answered it one of two or one of three ways. Meaning, you can either answer the Braita as talking about it as a Nevelah, or you can answer the case as talking about where it was after Psakdim, where the Betim was Posek Tseetenno, or you can learn the case as talking about it was, uh, there was Shutafim, the Tompe Arba Vachabisha. But the point is that that's an exceptional case. But regularly speaking, if a Tohen Tanat Ganat pays Kefir, and then he's Tovaya, and it's a regular Tevicha, indeed he would have to pay Arba Vachamisha. That right that we can answer it one of three ways. Either it was an Evera, which was not a Shikut Shaita, either it was after Psakdin, where they said, Say ten, go pay the Kefir, then he slaughtered, that's the of a Gazla now, because he's exposed, and it's not a Dagai, that's a Ganat. Well, the third answer is talking about where. The Shomrim were actually partners, and one guy slaughtered it without the doubt of his other partner. And the his partners, that one guy slaughters without the doubt of his partner, does not pay Arba'ama Hamisha. Okay, we have a new case over here, which is a guy found an Aveda. He took, he took the Aveda, a lost object, with intention to return it. However, when the owner came to him and said, Return my object. He came along and said, I'm sorry, it got stolen. And now witnesses came along and proved that he, that he himself was the thief. Which means the Torah's law is that not only on a Shomer that was given something to watch, is there a deed of Torah in Tanat Ganav, but even on a Shomer Aveda, that a person gets an Aveda, he finds a lost object, and then he claims it got stolen, and then he gets caught by witnesses. So the deen is, he also has to mishalem, tashlumeh, kefir. He has to pay kefir. So the deen is not only by a regular shomer, to internet, but even by a shomer Aveda. Rabbi Abba bar Mammal, Rabbi Chaya bar Abba. says in the Perashah that talks about a shomer hinam, ki ten ish. 
it's talking about if a man gives something to his friend to watch. So the Gemara learns, that only if an adult gives something to watch. So then you have the regular laws of Shomer. However, if a katan, katan's not an ish, Torah says ki ten ish, if a katan, if a minor, gives something as a pekadon to a shomer, so therefore there's no deen of shomri, which means there's no deen of uh, the regular laws or whatever applies to a shomer, it's only if a gadol gave it to you, if an ish gave it to you. But if a katan gave it to you, it doesn't apply the laws. The only ela netano keshehu katan, utpao keshehu katan, I only know that what if the, it was given to the Shomer when the guy was a Katan and he, then he claims it back when he's still a Katan. Okay. So then already I'll tell you that the law of Shomer doesn't apply. However, How do I know that even if the guy gave it when he was a Katan and but his claim, by the time he came to claim it back, he was a Gadol. How do I know that the laws of Shomer don't apply? Tamud Lomar that says when you come to the judges which means the fellow that gave the object brings the uh, uh, the shomer to the judges says so the Gemara's Dores from Devar Shenehem, Ajten Nitina Utbi'ashamim Vihadat. The giving and the claiming has to be equal. Meaning, just like at the time of the giving, he had to be a Gadol, at the time of the claim also is a Gadol. Which means, it only applies to a case where the Nitina was by a Gadol and the Tibi'a was by a Gadol. The claim was by a Gadol. However, if the time of the giving, the guy was a Katan, that's not considered a giving. And therefore, let's say a katan gave an object to somebody to watch. Right? And uh, then later on he became a gadol, let's say. And he came to the bit and he said, hey, where's my object? And the guy said, oh, it got stolen. And then he, he found out that he himself was the thief. No, no, no kefir. Because the deen of a shomer is only when it was given to the shomer when the guy was a gadol. And the claim also when he was still a gadol. Oh, so what do you see from over here? That again, for a case of kefil, by Tu'in Tanat Kanavan has to be given by a Gadol. So the Gemara says, the in ita, wait, but if you're saying that the law of Tu'in Tanat Ganav applies even by an Aveda, which means by an Aveda, by a lost object, nobody gave him the item. He found it. So you don't even have a Nitina at all. So you see, you don't need a Nitina. By Avedar, I found it in the street. There was no Nitina Bechlal. And still you say, what, if he's Torin Tanat Ganav, he pays Kefir. So therefore, the Chaura, what do I care if the Nitina was given by a Katan? So long as at the time that he claims it, he's a Gadol, that should be already a Deen of Torin Tanat Ganav that you pay Kefir. You see from the case of Avedar, you don't need a Nitina. <coughs> Again, when the guy's walking in the street, he found the lost object. No one gave it to him. So you see, Nitina, giving is not necessary. So similarly, you see, Rabbi Anand, we have a question against you because we do, we just learned that if a katan gives somebody something to watch, since you don't have a nitina of a gadol over there, the law of Torah Tanat Ganav does not apply. Before Rabbi Anand, you see, you don't need a nitina. If you the case of Aveda, so the Gemara has two answers. Amar le, hacha b'may askinan kegon she'achalo kishehu katan. Oh, the case over here that we said, when you gave it to him when he was a katan, 
he gave it when he was a katan and then he became a gadol, is talking about with the Shomer Pikadon, he ate the item or he he consumed the item when the guy that gave it to him was still a katan. Which means when the guy came came and gave a claim, he was a gadol already. But by that time the object was not in the world anymore. So that's why the cases over there there's no Arba Bahamisha. Mashiach in the case of the Aveda, the Shomer Aveda had the item and he swore to Anad Ganav at the time that what? That the guy was a, the, the original owner was a Gadol. Which means, in a Khanameh, really you don't need a Nitina by a Nitina. Nitina Bikatan is not a problem. Really, so long as the Tivi'ah, the guy's a Gadol, so then already he says, where's my item and he's a Gadol? I don't care if he gave it when he's a Katan. That's why I don't care, Aveda, uh, when, when, when he, when, when he no, nobody gave it to him. So long as he swears and says, I don't have it, it got stolen, and he's swearing to a Gadol, oh, so then already he has to pay, Kefir. Similarly, in the case of a Katan, uh, if, even though, let's say, a Katan gave it, so you don't have a Nitina, Begadlut, so long as the Tivi'ah is Begadlut, so then already, uh, you have a deen of Tu'in Tarat Ganab. But the case over there, it says, why it's Patur, is talking about by the time the guy came and and swore, the item wasn't in the world anymore. So therefore, you have a Nitina by a Katan, and then already he consumed the item, so the item wasn't in the world. So he never even swore when the item was in the world to a Gadol. So Gebra says, Adal, Kishihu Gadol, my which means, but what are you going to tell me? If let's say he ate, he consumed the item uh, after the mafkid became a gadol, my hachenamid the meshalev. Are you going to tell me that in chenamid the shomer has to pay? Which means, are you really conceding that you don't need a netina when the guy's a gadol? So long as you swore at the time the guy was a gadol and the item was still in the world, that's when you pay careful. Is that so? Aditanya. So then why did the writer say, Ajate netina utpi ashavim kehad? Litni ajate achila utpi ashavim kehad? That's the case. The Brayta should not have said that you need netina and tibi'ah kehad. And you don't need the guy that gave it over to be a gadol at the time of the giving. That's not the deen anymore. So you shouldn't have said netina but tibi'ah that has to be a gadol at the time of the giving, at the time of the claim. It should have said that it has to be at the time of the at the time of the Akhila and at the time of the claim, Shavim Kehad, which means that at the time of the claim, the object had to be around when the guy who gave it was a Gadol. Which means, according to the way we're learning now, you don't need Nitina at all. Just like buying Aveda, you don't have a Nitina, nobody gave it to him. So too, if he gave it to him, he's a Katan, you don't care. The point is, at the time of the claim, <coughs> at least uh, the item which is the item was consumed for a moment after the giver became a gadol. So long as the item was in the possession of the shomer for a moment after the guy became a gadol, so then already, as long as the tivi'ah and the achila was done begadlut, so then already, that's the concern that we say you pay uh, kefil. You don't need a netina bichlal begadlut. So long as at the time of the consumption, uh, the guy that gave it was a gadol. That means the tivi'ah and the achila. At the time he claimed that he was a gadol, 
and Akhila was done when he was a Gadol. So that's when you pay Tashlumai Kefa. So why did the Beraita say that? Remember that, 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 that Deen Amalit? You're right. Tini, Achite Akhila, Utpi Ashavim Kehad. Correct. Learn like that. That the Akhila, the time that you consumed it, and the time that he claimed it, he had to be a Gadol. But if it was consumed when the guy was still a Katan, so the Shubin never had it, or never made the claim of Torah Ganav, when the item was in the world, when he was a Gadol. He consumed it when the guy was still a Katan. That's the case where you don't pay care for it. So again, according to this answer, the Gemara is answering, you don't need, uh, you don't need a Nitina. Which means, if the guy gave it to him when he was a Katan, and then he became a Gadol, so long as when he swore that it got stolen, it was in the world, it was, it was in the world, which means, at the time, that he made the tibi'ah. At the time he made the claim, the guy was a gadol. And what? And at the time that the guy consumed it, it's after he was already a gadol. And so long as the guy had the item for a moment in his possession, after the giver became a gadol, so then already, and the tibi'ah was done when he was a gadol, because he consumed it after the guy became a gadol. So then already we say, what? He has to pay careful. So therefore, Abedah also, you don't need a netina. Therefore, you pay tashtume kefir. That's one answer. Yavana says, Dabashi Amar, lo dameh. Yavana says, no. The case of when a katan gave somebody something to watch, and the case of Abedah, they're not analogous. You cannot even ask a question at all from Nabi Hanan to Nabi Hanan. Abedah, ka'atya mikawah bin da'at. Bottom line, when you found an Aveda, it came from somebody that has da'at. Which means, the guy might not have given it to you, but it came from somebody that lost it, who was a ben da'at, he was a gadol. But here, when you became a shomer and somebody gave it to you, there it did not come from a ben da'at. It came from a katan. And therefore... Which means, so long as the, you don't need a netina, you don't need a netina, Abedah, you don't have a netina, but it has to emanate from somebody that was a ben da'at. So therefore, again, by the case of Abedah, the guy that found the Abedah, he's, he's watching the Abedah for a gadol. Uh, the guy that lost the item was a gadol. That's why he has to pay care for when he's torn tanat ganav. Mashiachin the pekadol that was given by a katan, and he still has it in his hands. Let's say when he became a gadol, it did not come to his hands from the from a bendat. When it got to his hands, it was a katan. So therefore, according to that asher, asher really says if a guy became a katan, gave him one a katan, and then he became a gadol, yepatur. Which means he holds not like the first answer. He holds that a katan that gave it in in Ichnamed, then he let it run. He became a gadol and he had a claim. But yipatud. The reason why it's not similar to aveda because aveda, even though there was no giving, but it came from a ben daat. Mashenke in this case over here, it came from a katan. So therefore, there is no kefir. Which according to this answer over here, he holds indeed that a netina of a katan is nothing, even if he became a gadol. Whereas according to the first answer, you don't need a netina. Even if the netina was done by a katan, when he becomes a gadol, so long as for one moment. 
the fellow had it in his possession when the guy was a gadol, and he claimed when he's a gadol, so then already you have to pay care for it. The second answer says no. Once it came into your hands when the guy was a katan, finished. It came from a non bendaat, therefore there is no care for him. by Aveda, it came, it didn't come into you, no one gave it to you, but it came from a bendaat. Ve'amar, I'll stop over here. Baruch Amen, Amen.